Greetings in Jesus' name to everyone here this morning. It's wonderful to see everyone here that's here this morning. And it's a blessing to meet God's house, to look into God's Word. You know, uh, you pray and you wonder and, and you ask God to lead you. <laughs> you know, what is a good message to give after Christmas and right before New Year's? What is a good message? You know, and, well, I just tell you, the Lord led me to a message that speaks to my heart, speaks to needs in my life, so I tell you. And it's a little different message in some, and it's okay, it's the way God does it sometimes. You know, we like to hear the same old story, it comes out the same old place, it's Bible, okay? But uh, maybe it's, it has a little different uh, ring to it than some. Ecclesiastes 12, 13, and 14. You probably know these verses, <clears throat> it says it very clearly. We're here to serve God, and we want to do our a responsible job doing it. You know, we want to be God-honoring. It's a treat we have that. The wise man said, Ecclesiastes 12, verse 13, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. This is what's important, okay? Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment and every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. You know, man really struggles with what's important in life. They struggle what they should do. They struggle on how to do it. But God said, I tell you, if you're going to live your life the way you should, you better fear God. And, that, that, you know, that's, that's really important. And, you know, I think with... I had to ponder this and with how much disrespect there is for authority now in this world. I think it's pretty easy that that affect our way we view God and view his word and what he expects in our life. Well, you know, what is uh, fear for God? Well, I tell you what it's not. I'll start there first. It is not living in such a way that you cannot feel like you cannot approach God. You know, he's just so high and holy, and I am so sinful that I can't approach God. Now, some people feel that way, and there's some dimension of truth that is that God hates sin. He hates defilement. He hates corruption, but he loves us. He loves mankind. I praise God for that because he loved us when we were his enemies, and that's important to know. So, And it isn't uh, a God that uh, doesn't want to hear from you. And he doesn't want to help you. Doesn't want to save you. Doesn't, he doesn't want to help you be what you should be. He, he, he does. He wants to walk with us. He wants to walk before us. He wants to help us be what we need to be. And so he gives us his word to let us know how to do that. So what is it? It is a... It is, and I, I didn't go in the dictionary, okay? <laughs> this is just... Reading the Word of God and how I feel that's right. It is, it is having a proper perspective of God and His holiness and realizing that this He's pure and He's holy. And that really, on my own, I cannot obtain to that. There's no way, shape, or form on my own endeavors can I even come close to being holy and pleasing to God. But realizing that God cares for you and for me. And so He did send Jesus to die for your sins and mine. He did come to redeem us from that carnal nature, 
that we, we had. He did come to redeem us. He, he did come to help us live a victorious life in Him if we follow the Holy Spirit. He did give us His Word that's eternally going to be here forever. And it isn't uh, just a suggestion book. If we reverence God and we know, see, and keep His commandments, says, fear God and keep His commandments. So we read the Word of God knowing that it is His directives for you and me as Christians to walk faithfully and pleasing with Him. If, so you read it totally different than you read anything else. It's not God's suggestions for our lives. It is his, what he will do with us if we allow him to do it. And he wants us. But you know, it takes it. Okay, so we say, God, what do you want? What do you want me to do? How do you want me to live pleasing to you? And every time if you read that book every day openly before that, you will grow spiritually. You will mature. You will be pleasing. You will be approved in the beloved. And it's a tremendous. And I tell you, but it all trickles down to have a proper reverence for God. It's all based there. And you know, if the church of God and me individually would live that way, it would take a lot of the struggles and the warfare that I have with my own carnality away. Because you know, we know what God says. We know a lot of times what He expects. And yet we struggle. We're trying to do it. And that's because we're giving in to our own fleshly desires. He said, look, don't kid yourself. I know everything you do. I know every thought you have. I know that. And I tell you, I'm going to bring it to light at the day of judgment. Is that scary? Shouldn't be for a man of God. It is for living in sin. It is. But he said, you know what? It makes a wee difference in the way we live. You will have a good year next year if you live in the reverence for God. You'll have a good year following Him. You will. And that's what He wants. So I have to think, you know, what would God want us to look at the day that will affect me next year? Will affect me the rest of my life? And I think this is a good good place to start. This, this affects all of my spiritual thinking and my spiritual walk. So it's important to waste it. Hey, look, you want to know what's important? You want to know what's your duty? You want to know what's important for mankind? Hey, you reverence God the way you should, and it'll go a long way in doing it. That was Old Testament. Let's jump to the New. Uh, Hebrews 12, 28 and 29. Hebrews 12, 28 and 29. Wherefore... Since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, don't you thank God that we are in the kingdom of God? You know, on the, we're in that other kingdom, the kingdom of God, which cannot be shaken. Let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. For our God is a consuming fire. Maybe you've thought about that much. There is no other way to serve God acceptably, and this we will not do it without a proper reverence for Him in our life. See, when we accept Jesus as our Savior, we accept Jesus and God as our Lord. Okay? Isn't, that, isn't that wonderful? That you know, I don't have to give my life over to Satan. I don't have to live 
and the, the, the pity and the loneliness and miserableness of living for myself. Thank God we can be delivered from that. Amen? You can be, we can be delivered from that. And it's by serving Jesus and giving our heart to him. And it's tremendously important. But when we do that, we want to do it acceptably. It is a, it is a privilege to think of us as, as mankind, as sinful as we are by our sinful nature, that we can live acceptably before God. But it's challenging. It's very challenging today to do that because reverence and godly fear is foreign from most Christianity circles. It's pretty, it's pretty foreign. Because he said, look, our God is a consuming fire. Now, I don't know what that means to you. And I'm not sure what all God meant when he said that. I'm not going to act like I do. But I do know that the, uh, the Jewish people passed down and, and reiterated and spoke of things in the past. And I tell you, when God spoke to Moses on the mountain, and he spoke personally in quotes to Moses there on the mountain, and there was shaking, and there was fire, and there was thunder, like, I just can't fathom. I just can't fathom. And, and Moses spoke to them, and they said, look, we, we don't... Hey, you know, this God we can't even approach. Now, they were wrong because Moses was there. But they had a different perception of God than you and I do. I'll just put it that way. They had a perception of God that you and I don't have. And I wonder if, if you and I were there at Mount Sinai and we were the ones watching how we fear about God. Maybe he wants to give us a touch of that today. Just a touch of that, okay? Something that's left, you know? Because God didn't say, now look, you know, you're doing fine. You're doing it your way. You, you, you. This is kind of a balancing message for the message of grace. And you know, grace does abound. And, you know, and it still does. I'm glad it does. I want to balance that. It, it, it still does. But I want to let us know that God cares about sin. Due to technical difficulties, the rest of this sermon could not be recorded. We apologize for the inconvenience.